Are you ready to feel understood and empowered? Are you ready to grow and glow? Tired of receiving bad advice from family and friends? Want to understand why therapy isn't a bad word? You're in the right place and in good hands. I'm Shamir Holmes, a licensed professional counselor. And I'm Erica Talbert, a licensed and marriage family therapist. And we are here to address mental health challenges and modern day issues in the Black community. Welcome to another episode of Trust Us. We're almost doctors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Trust Us. We're almost doctors. Here we are finally kicking off season three, and we have my dear friend slash sis slash everything, uh, Dr. Tiffany Anderson as our first guest speaker for season three. So I'm really excited to have her come on. Um, just to you know, go back. I want to reintroduce myself. I'm Erica Talbert. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Shamir Holmes, a licensed professional counselor. Yes. And we are going to delve into some hot topics regarding marriage relationships, what a healthy marriage looks like, um, how healthy communication should be displayed, what to seek um, in partners that you are pursuing or dating in this season. So we're really looking forward to kick off episodes with each of our guests that have different perspectives to offer. So with that being said, I'm going to just do a little brief introduction so everyone can have some background and familiarity with Dr. Anderson. So Dr. Anderson is a mental health therapist. She specializes in individual couples and family therapy in Baltimore, Maryland. She emphasizes a holistic approach to psychotherapy. She assists her clients to navigate their journey of healing through dismantling generational traumas, fostering spiritual awareness, empowering one's self-identity, interrupting pathological patterns, or igniting intimate and family relationships. Another thing is that she is expecting her first child in January, which is myself and Shamir's special month. So this baby is definitely going to be special because the baby going to be born in our month. We speaking it into existence, right? Baby Zora, we can't wait to meet you um, with her dear husband, Jamil, who can cook really, really well. I just want to say his cupcakes are amazing, y'all. You must look them up on Instagram, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> They've been happily married for seven years and want to encourage others to not give up on healthy reciprocal love. Yes, I love that. And I love um, being able to witness how you and Jamil have evolved individually and as a couple through so many beautiful blessings, transitions, ups and downs, just watching you to handle um, any barriers or challenges throwing your way gracefully uh, as a couple and really supporting each other was one of the main reasons why I wanted to invite you on our talk show, our podcast. And then two, you're also a marriage and family therapist as well. And you couple counsel, uh, you couple, I mean, counsel couples, and then you counsel individuals that are navigating through either engagement, dating, or marriage. So I thought it would be wonderful for you to speak on not only in your clinical experience, but also 
your personal experience. So I thought you have a lot of insight to provide to our listeners on the show. So one of the first questions um, I wanted to ask in your clinical and personal experience, what would you say are three key elements to a successful marriage? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for that beautiful introduction. We can't slide past that like that. <laughs> my, sister, my sister, I love and appreciate you, boo. That is beautiful. And, you know, it's you, I think out of so many people, you've been one of the ones that has literally witnessed my entire marriage. Mm. Hormones. Let me keep it together. Um, um, and you've been a pivotal part of literally introducing me to Loyola, telling me about the school, putting me in place to meet my husband, right? Mm. And you are the reason why I even looked into the school, spoke to him in the first place, mm. all of those things. So Erica is not really telling the full story of how she's been a part of my love story. Mm. Um, you gonna make me cry now <laughs> and how she has just poured into us from the beginning um, and she was a friend before the marriage she was a friend now and she is a sister forever and um, she has just continues to be amazing um, and loves on us and my husband is a fan of her which says a lot <laughs> we're both Capricorns and yes we're all Capricorns <laughs> Oh, there's Capricorn. Look at that. I may be having a Capricorn or Aquarius, we don't see, but like all, you know, this beautiful energy. And, um, you know, I, I mean, Erica is that person. She just has been there. And um, I'm listening to you was just a reminder of just like um, how honest your words are, right? Because it gives me an idea to see it from someone else's point of view. Um, someone's true honest point of view that has been there before has been there in the midst mm. of it and has watched us go through everything um together and so um I'm really big on like authenticity and things being what they are I'm truly big on that I don't like pretending I don't like acting like things are good when they're not I don't like that and so to hear you say it and for me to know that it is real and honest number one because it's coming from you mm. but number two because I live it it's just such a beautiful blessing because that's all I want I just want to live in truth at all times and I don't want to put on airs and I don't want to be dishonest because of what I want it to look like or what I want people to think and all of those things I don't um I think one of the biggest things for me um was that my love was real and is real um, and that I don't have to pretend because I know how that feels too. Mm -hmm. yeah. so I just wanted to say that first. So your question, so three, and just, and this is just in my opinion and my clinical experience and personal, right? Um, and I always like to say that because what I say is not exhaustive. Everyone has their own opinion and mm -hmm. uh, is valuable, right? Um, so first, I, I, you know, I think communication gets thrown around a lot, mm. but because of the work I do, because of what I live through, like communi effective mm. 
-hmm. communication is really a huge key key factor um i say that because the way the ways in which we communicate man can really make or break any relationship um also the way we hear our partner Mm -hmm. um what we hear right because a lot of times if our lenses are distorted right if we are experiencing um our relationships through um like trauma or certain emotional triggers we're not really hearing what they're saying yeah right and so a lot of times um a lot of my work is having the partner repeat what they heard and a lot of times they're not hearing yeah. what their partner is saying. It's it's through the lens of their own trauma, right? Mm. Or insecurities. Mm. Um, and so that's why I say effective communication because I, I need um, for all of us to take, to stop and say, okay, what I am hearing is this and I need to know, is this what you're saying? Or is just this what I'm hearing through my shit, through my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we give the person the opportunity to choose, right? To actually um, say and express what they're in- intending to say um, instead of making a bunch of assumptions because I know that's what's happening a lot of times. Um, also, I see um, in regards to communication is uh, a lack of vulnerability. Mm, okay. Where I'm not going to say mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm losing you. Mm. I'm going to say that you're never around. Mm. Right? That is an attack on the other person. Mm. That is not in what you are saying. Right? And so a lot of times the breakdown is that we are lacking in um, our own truth and honesty and we are fearful of showing up in our kind of rawest form because of the risk um, of being rejected, being hurt, being turned away. Um, and it makes for a big breakdown because you are not saying what you need. You are not being honest in that moment. Um, and your partner is not hearing what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So it is that intent versus impact, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not coming across. In your heart, you believe it is, right? You yeah. really believe it is in your waiting for them to come towards, but what you're doing is pushing them away. Mm-hmm. You're literally pushing them away because they feel like they're being attacked and you feel like you're not being heard. Yeah. And so I, I see that breakdown all the time. I've been that. I've said those things. <laughs> and a big thing is like, I have to call myself out of like, that's not true. This is what I'm saying. Like, this is what I'm saying. Um, and I want to give you the choice to respond and to change behavior or Mm -hmm. for me to just say it out loud and be okay with it Mm because sometimes it doesn't it's not even a requirement of our partner it's just our own pain coming up because I can say you're not showing up and your partner can say like I've been here every day I've been consistent like I don't know what else and then you look and you're like I don't either (laughs) maybe I just feel lonely Mm. maybe this is just me maybe this is just my stuff Mm-hmm. But if it's only focused on the partner, you can never see how you are influencing the breakdown of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I said a lot in regards to communication, but that is a big part of it. And it's, it's, it's layered. Mm -hmm. it's, it's extremely layered. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the big parts of that is like knowing your attachment styles or learning, mm -hmm. you know, knowing if you come towards mm -hmm. when there's conflict, knowing if you go away, because a lot of partners have the opposite. So mm -hmm. one comes towards and the other one goes away. Absolutely. One comes towards you see that all the time. That's yeah. probably why there's arguments, right? Mm -hmm. uh, rarely do you see them have the same. Usually they have like the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, so one feels like you don't want to talk about it and the other just takes time to process, right? So then, then there requires compromise and that can be difficult for mm -hmm. couples. Um, and that's why communication is so important. Mm -hmm. Communication and vulnerability mm -hmm. together yes together please 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 um and if you're lacking emotional safety which some couples are uh that takes a rebuilding mm -hmm. um, a genuine rebuilding from scratch um because that's why a lot of folks don't um start with their hearts right they start with their barriers and their limitations because mm -hmm. they don't feel safe and so they're scared or fearful of rejection already so they're coming in with their fist up kind of ready for war because that's gen genuinely what it turns into mm -hmm. um, because there is a lack of vulnerability and a lack of emotional safety in the relationship. Yeah, so we just see that. So that's communication. Um, uh, this is more for me, um, but I think very helpful is just kindness. Mm -hmm. um, I say that because um, what has worked for me is just um, being kind to my partner. Mm. And when I say kind, I just mean simple things like nicknames, even when I'm irritated, like just certain like small intentional things. Mm -hmm. Babe, do you need this? Um, I would say kindness slash intention, okay. like just being intentional. Yeah. If you see your partner struggling with anything, if you can help, help. Mm, yeah. if you can help help like just simple kindness because um life is hard man life is hard especially being black folk yeah. life is difficult so wherever i can pick up pieces for my spouse i'm going to do that mm -hmm. and it can be as simple as like oh i'm hungry but i have my husband's in school right but i have to do this this and this and this okay can i cook something are you home like do you want something specific? Can I cook something? Um, do you need me to set something up, schedule something for you? Like, what, my question is, how can I support you? Yeah. Is what I ask him. Mm -hmm. How can I support you? How can I support you? Um, because it's simple, it's easy, it doesn't take me a lot of time. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to help him in the long run. Yeah, but I know everything he's working towards is a benefit to myself and my child and our family. So why wouldn't I help? So just kindness. And I always tell folks when they're like, well, how is it like with marriage and like with your husband and thing? And I just say, he's easy to love. Like mm -hmm. I'm married to someone that's easy to love. Um, and that's, that's a blessing. Like, yeah. That just is easy to love, not com like combative or just unnecessary. He's just easy to love. And if that's the case, so then then that's what I'm that's just how I'm going to show up mm -hmm. um, for him. And so just kindness, simple, 
-hmm. exchange of, you know, shoulder, just kindness. That's an intention. Um, and recognizing that, um, it is kindness is a choice. Mm -hmm. It is an action. Um, and it is something that, um, kind of requires to be in kind of the front of your mind enough to, um, not that it's a chore, but that you're kind of being, like I said, intentional watching and just saying like, how can I support you in that? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that we both do very well. I would challenge that he does it better than I do. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really good with words. He's really good with actions. Mm, Y'all um, <laughs> are action oriented. I, um, I make you feel good. Amen. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I have words, uh, I have, you know, so I'm like, so I have to, I've learned a lot from him being more action oriented, um, because he is, um, and I come from a mom that is, but my father's more like me, right? So he's just so loving and his words and he'll hug and like, I'm good at those things. Um, but I had to learn to say like, what do you need because you don't always need a word honey you don't always need to feel good like what do you need how can i support you so i have to ask because it's not always at the forefront of my mind to know what to do whereas for him he knows he's yeah. very very good at that mm -hmm. um and so yes kindness slash intention um and making that just a part of you you all's kind of everyday interactions mm -hmm. Because marriage is really a commitment and these are years and years that you're deciding to be together. So um, you don't want to make it a hostile situation or hostile living environment or just no one wants to live in that. No one wants right. to live in that. And so um, all you can do is control yourself and your actions. And so for me, I do choose to, to be kind. Um, not that it has to be phony or I just mm -hmm. am into him, genuinely mm -hmm. into him and what he needs in life. And so it, it shows up a lot. Um, it shows up easily for me, but kindness. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, this is an interesting one I was thinking about. Um, I remember, um, I don't know if you all are familiar with Dick, Dick Gregory. I think Erica, you and I talked about Dick Gregory. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. yes. Yes, Dick Gregory. Love him, love him. Uh, may he rest in peace. But I, I watched um a lot of his work and i remember um him speaking about his him and his wife and she kept asking like do you love me do you love me do you love me and i remember him saying um it's not so much about do i love you but are you lovable mm. and i that stuck with me and it's been years and i was just like oh mm. That is so oh, powerful. Yeah. Lovable. Are you lovable? Hmm. And, um, you know, I, I took some time out to process that for myself. Um, and, and, am I lovable? And I think with um, being lovable, it takes the kind of the responsibility off your partner so much mm -hmm. to love you. Like, I'm lovable if you love me mm -hmm. or like if you are constantly telling me that I'm loved by you, then I'm loved. That doesn't mean that. Right. right. Yeah. Or you may not even feel that to be true, but am I lovable? So um, me taking on the onus of being lovable requires me to 
love myself and know who I am mm-hmm. and know how I show up in the world. Um, and I would say that I am lovable. This is before I even knew what it was, but it was, or maybe not what it was, but that it was even a thing, but it was more around um, my desire to love myself so much that it doesn't matter if my partner or anyone loved me, right? That I am lovable, that I myself exude love um, Mm -hmm. and that um, I can show up in these spaces with pure love and not have any expectations for how people mm-hmm. receive it yeah. or if they're like oh I love Tiff she's so I don't care like I am lovable mm-hmm. I am lovable yeah. and I am loved That's and good. so I, I love that because it's not so much leaning on my partner to make me feel loved yeah because then you may not always feel loved in your marriage you may not always feel loved in life but are you lovable that's it. Yeah. That is it. And that is at my core. And so that was something I wanted to add to this conversation because we don't talk about it. I don't really hear it a lot. Um, but it was something that um, kind of transformed me in the way that I looked at love. Um, and rarely do I have conversations around like, do you love me? If ever. Because that is not what drives me. That is not I do believe I am loved and he has that right, but it doesn't drive me. I am loved, whether folks get it or not, love me or not, I am loved and I'm okay with that. Um, and so that that would be my last key. So we have communication slash vulnerability, kindness slash intention, and then just lovability. Dr. Tiff, I'm curious to get your thoughts on, and this could be just from what you've observed in your clinical work, maybe perhaps your own marriage walk, but what do you think about like the spirituality of marriage? Mm -hmm. How spiritually aware do you think partners need to be when even coming together and then discerning that serious step, right? For better or worse, till death do us part. And then my second piece of that question is, could you kind of walk us through what premarital counseling work would look like with you? Mm -hmm. Do you think that folks need to consider cohabitating together, ironing out some really difficult conversations just to avoid conflict that could uh, come up down the line? Mm. Those are both really, really great questions. Um, The first one surrounding spirituality um, and tell me pregnancy brain, um, what, ask that question one more time. Sure. So the spirituality of a marriage, like mm-hmm. how spiritually do you professionally and personally think both partners need to be when even coming together? Mm, how spiritual do you need to be? Ooh, that's a deep one. Um, hmm. Hmm. Well, that kind of taps on what I was thinking about earlier. So I'm just going to be authentic and talk about it. Um, and it wasn't even necessarily for the show. I was just thinking about it like an hour before we met, to be honest with you. Um, hmm. When I think of spirituality, I think of one's connection to the divine and their connection to themselves. Yeah. And so... Spirituality oftentimes kind of drives one's inner knowing of who they are, their desires, what they want, their purpose, their values, right? Um, For me, I would think 
Mm. For me, I believe that it's very important for one to be connected to who they are. Um, like I said, authentically, like who you are. And when I say who you are, I mean the light and the darkness, right? Because we all have it. And a lot of folks try to avoid the darkness um, or act as if it doesn't exist. Um, and in and, and my clinical work, has often worked with folks around integrating both because they both need to exist and um, they both need to exist together because they already exist. Um, when you don't know your darkness, you run the risk of harming without ever knowing. Mm -hmm. And so coming into a marriage, um, I think spirituality uh, is extremely important because it, 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 it pinpoints who you are and what you want out of life. It doesn't mean you're gonna not mess up or um, not hurt your partner or all those things, but what is at your core? That's what I, you know, was such an important desire of mine for myself and also for my partner. Like what, who are you at your core? Mm -hmm. If we stripped, stripped away labels, money, mm -hmm accolades what does that leave you with mm. because that's who I'm marrying and that's mm. who I want to know right mm. that's who I want to know um because in marriage you're going to see every aspect of that individual when they're up mm. when they're down when they're low when they're in darkness when we are in darkness together mm. been there done that who are you who are you so spirituality for in my opinion, and just for me, you know, when I had, when there are certain things that I notice, um, or is a disagreement, or we are on two different levels, I will literally pray that whatever needs to be revealed to my partner will be revealed. Because I know I don't have the power to change minds and change hearts. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, all that means for me is that allow him to discover it, allow him to explore it on his own and allow him to do his own work and for me to do my own work and then we can come together. Mm -hmm. So there has been times where literally I have prayed and he has come to me the next day and been like, oh, I did some research in this. Oh, I looked this up or you know, I just been praying on this and this feels like this. And I literally be like, that is so great. You have no idea that I just simply gave it to the spirit and allowed you to do your own work. Cause at his core, I know that his desire is to always be his highest self. Yeah. And I can expect that from him. I don't have to pull it out of him. Right. I just expect him to always work towards that. Um, and I trust him to do it. I trust him to do it. And he trusts for me to always do it. So uh, spirituality for both individuals is, is huge. Um, but when I'm speaking about it, I'm speaking about your connectivity to yourself and to the divine. Hope that answered. Okay. Yes, that, that answered a lot. I feel like okay. that's deep um, and oft, often not discussed because we're often talking about emotional and mental well-being, but not spiritual well-being. And we are spirit um spiritual beings at the core um yeah. even if you're not religious or don't 
believe in certain things, your beliefs and values as an individual um, connects you to your spiritual side. And I think that's something that uh, often isn't brought to awareness to individuals. And so they often assume spirituality is like, oh, you have to be religious um, and so forth. And it's not connected to like who they are, like you said, at core. So that was really helpful. Uh, that breakdown Dr. Anderson um for our last question oh sorry Jamir Jamir had two oh oh (laughs) sorry (laughs) thank you Dr. Tiff and I I will make this brief because I know we're mindful of time and Erica has um a couple more points to get through too just premarital counseling like things like red flag I'm sorry red flags green flags should people cohabitate before they jump all in uh, what are some kind of deal breakers or things people need to kind of assess and work out before yeah. they um, before they say I do and jump the broom? Yeah, and jump the broom. I really like your voice, by the way. Just got to throw that. You have a soothing voice. Sorry. It's that Capricorn magic. <laughs> Y'all get me every time, child. It's these Capricorns. <laughs> like, I got to see when this baby is coming. I, I just love y'all energy. Okay, let me stop. Um so yeah 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 so when couples come to me they are already pretty established many of them when I say established I'm talking about like living together or not living together like they've pretty much are like engaged and headed to um yeah headed to the wedding day um rarely do I see um sometimes I see folks that are simply dating and working up towards right um but for those that are like invested working towards red flags um that i see oftentimes is that there's a lot of unresolved issues that um they haven't worked through so they're coming to me and they're like okay let's talk about this wedding let's talk about like how we can prep for husband and wife and i'm like you don't see this water all over the floor because we have to clean this up. And that's usually like a metaphor that I say, like there's a lot of water here. So we have to like clean this up first before we can even talk about getting down to that wedding, you know, to that um, that special day. Sometimes it's already planned and that's okay, but I still don't really change. I really kind of focus on like cleaning up some stuff first and then moving towards, um, like, uh, I don't really have strong opinions, love, but that's your question. I don't really have strong opinions about cohabitating or not, because folks are going to do what they want to do, and they're doing it already. So I don't focus so much on what's already done. I just use what I have. I just use what I have in the room, um, and I make sure not to make a judgment about what I have in the room. So I don't have a judgment about it. Whatever works, works. Um, and so what I do focus on is like the unresolved stuff, because that's going to, that's, that's already pouring into this marital stuff that we're working towards. Um, and some red flags is that lack of communication, um, for sure. Um, that lack of emotional safety is a big one because then we're not showing up in our fullness um, because we're fearful of each other and how we'll be received. And if that's our basis, we're already starting on a losing end. Um, and so I really try to establish that first, um, along with cleaning up unresolved stuff, 
and then we can get to um, kind of more of the cutesy stuff like, oh, you know, um, marital expectations. Um, and then I do an extensive questionnaire. <laughs> I make them both do an extensive questionnaire and then I come together with the results and then we go over each section. So we talk about religion, we talk about marital expectations, we talk about children, uh, we talk about duties and responsibilities. So we go over each one. So that can take six to 10 sessions. It just depends how much water is in the room. Mm -hmm. All right, Ms. Erica. Well, <laughs> this is our last and final question. Um, yes. So just really briefly, could you just talk to me and Shamir and our listeners really quick? What do you say? Just one thing that is a major challenge in couples or in relationships that you notice that is often not discussed mm -hmm. um, that mm. you think should be discussed. Just one. Mm. Good question. Just one. <laughs> just one. I know there's many that's making it yeah. a hard. Dr. <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> just right. With my talking point. Uh, just one that is often not discussed. Oh, good one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna say this one. Hmm, okay. This one's coming to coming to me, coming to the spirit. So I'm gonna, um, hmm. I think boundaries surrounding uh, how you discuss your marriage or your relationship outside of each other. Ooh. So friends, good one. Family, yeah. uh, like who are you discussing <sighs> your relational issues with uh -huh. and how has that been impacting the relationship? Ooh. Uh, and so, yeah, I see that a lot and it's kind of hard because, you know, it's hard to say, don't talk to your mama about that. That's yeah. not your mother. You know what I mean? This is your right. first. This is your mother. Yeah. Um, like, don't talk to your homeboys. That they're not helping. Uh -huh. It's really hard because these folks are their confidants. Mm -hmm. Their safe spaces, unfortunately, you know, not unfortunately, but your partner sometimes is in your safe space. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it's someone outside of the relationship. Yeah. So it's hard to create a boundary around that. Especially for me as a therapist coming in late, and this is what we've been doing, mm -hmm. but I also recognize that it's causing conflict, right? Because you're saying, well, my homeboy said, or my mom said, or mom is actually speaking to the partner about you all's relationship and what that looks like. And so um, it's hard because I recognize that they may feel like they're losing their person when I talk to them about creating boundaries around mm. what they talk, you know, around how mm. um, explicit or yeah, kind of explicit, not in a negative, but how open they're being with their mother or their friends or whomever, because yeah. those folks don't forget. Mm. They never forget what you tell them about this person. You do because you love them and you've moved on, but these folks hold it forever mm. because their allegiance is to you 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always, you know, and so they're going to carry that and they may be side eyeing your person <laughs> the whole time because you done told them, your, you know, and so, you know, it's hard, but I, I try to be um, direct, but also um, um, just, just delicate, delicate in the way that I deliver mm -hmm. that, hey, we may have to work on changing how often or how you know how um, explicit we decide you know we share this information mm -hmm. because details may not be mm -hmm. working out they they may actually be hindering mm -hmm. um you your relationship in the long run so that's a big one ah i really love that. say that but it can really destroy i've seen it personally it can really destroy a marriage or a relationship when too many folks are involved in yeah. it absolutely yes yeah. ma'am so that is a big one that we don't talk about enough and I don't mm -hmm. think people realize how damaging it can be mm -hmm. yeah I I definitely appreciate you saying that I think it's also big in the black community because we are so familial and we thrive off connection and community and so we are really accustomed to going to someone and sharing our personal uh, trials and tribulations with someone um, and sometimes it's not the best advice for us in that moment and so I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I hear it a lot um, and people asking friends and giving you know the wrong <laughs> advice uh, so I think that was a great one you mentioned because I often forget about that that wasn't the forefront of my mind so I hope the listeners found that valuable as well and everything else that Dr. Anderson has discussed on our podcast episode today. Um, we definitely will have to get you back on. And for our listeners, how can they connect and follow you? Mm, thank you for asking that. Um, so I am um, on Instagram where I create reels um surrounding like mental health um and all that things and I'm you know a bit of an actress and so um, <laughs> I do love doing it and being funny and all that good stuff and so it is crown.therapy.llc uh, so at crown.therapy.llc and then you can um um I am going on maternity leave right so you know I will be accepting clients in April um, clients are restricted to the Maryland area because of licensure purposes, right? Um, but that website is crowntherapyllc.com. Um, and that website, you can reach out, email, all that good stuff is all there. Um, and then I am on, you know, Facebook. It's, just, it's a business page for Crown Therapy LLC um, if you ever want to check in. But my website is the best way to check in. But if you don't, if you want to laugh, can go to Instagram and follow um, and comment and I'll always respond back. I can attest. I just recently started following you. Thanks oh. to Erica's introduction and prep for our show and your page oh. website. Very stunning. Can't say enough about it. They're both so beautiful. And um, we can't wait to have you back because I want to delve deeper into like the pathological patterns mm -hmm. as part of your expertise. So post little Capricorn baby. Yeah, <laughs> you'll join us again later this year. Uh, Dr. Yes. Trevino, more. Yes. Love, yes. Love 
love yeah, to come out. Absolutely. This is ladies. Thank you for Thank thinking you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Thank you so much. As always, we thank you so much for tuning in. This episode, as with every episode, is dedicated to the legendary Miss Oprah Winfrey. Hashtag Oprah come find us. Hashtag Oprah we love you. We'd also like to send a major shout out and thanks to our incredible producer extraordinaire, Dave Grisbowski.